my book, how did I end up writing that? Um, my book was, I should say, came about after I did my dissertation. Mm-hmm. Um, I wrote my dissertation, and even as I wrote that, there was a lot of things that I left out, a lot of things that I was ashamed of that I did not want to get out there. But <laughs> a lot of people say the conscience is something that it will play on you. But mm-hmm. no, that's the work of God because I was at the point where I needed a change in my life. I was tired. I, I, I mean, I was just weary and I needed that change, though I did not know what change I needed. Mm-hmm. I just know that I wanted something different. And so God laid it on my heart to, by the way, I'm an accountant. Okay. That's my profession. Mm-hmm. I've been an on my working life, and God is changing the trajectory of my life. So here's the book, and hence the doctor. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. So here I am now, and I'm in a state of confusion because I know I needed a change. I don't know what change I needed. But what he wanted me to do, I did not want to do it. I was like... I don't even like what you're sending me. I don't even <laughs> like people. Mm-hmm. I am not doing this on no terms. But God took me to my knees again. Mm-hmm. This time he did. It wasn't what I did before that landed me there because I didn't. He did this time. Mm-hmm. And I had my job moment. Mm-hmm. I was working for the IRS. I lost my job. Mm-hmm. Working for the government as an auditor, I lost my job. But I still work for the government as an auditor today. <laughs> no, because here's the thing. Okay, the thing about God that I'm learning is this. He might have a purpose for our life, but he's not going to make us be hungry while he fulfills that purpose. Mm-hmm. So the accounting job was to allow me to be able to put food on my table, you know, take care of my children and do the things I need to do. He was providing because he's a provider. But he was telling me that's not the end of my life. That's not the end of the story that he wants me to write. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I am not doing it. I don't like people. No. <laughs> I am not going to go out there and expose my deepest secrets to nobody. I'm not doing it. Mm-hmm. So I lost my job. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. A whole year. Remember, I have an accounting degree. I was with the government. I wow. And a whole year? <laughs> a whole year. Wow. <laughs> no work. No work for a whole year. And it wasn't a lack of trying to Closing find a door. job. Mm-hmm. It, was, it wasn't that. It was because I wasn't obedient. Mm-hmm. I did not want to go where he wanted me to go. Mm-hmm. So I had my Job moment. And in my Job moment, I had to surrender. Mm-hmm. I had to tell him, fine, I will do it. And I kid you not when I told you, when I did my PhD, it was the most fulfilling mm. experience of my life. Mm-hmm. All the other two degrees in accounting. Mm-hmm. I have my bachelor's in accounting. My master's is in forensic accounting. Almost blew my mind doing those. But mm-hmm. when I did my PhD, it was nothing like that. 
And then as I did that, like I said, I left out a lot of information. God was like, I can't do nothing with you, can I? <laughs> I mean, I am trying here to get you where I want you, but you're just not listening. <laughs> so I, will, I said, okay, I will go and listen, and I'll put it in a book. Mm-hmm. But then I still didn't do what he wanted. So I had a publisher, my first publisher, that looked at the book, and he told me, this is a good story, but you need to revisit it. You need to dig deep inside mm-hmm. of you mm-hmm. and bring out the story the way it needs to be told. He said, you're writing about your husband walking out on you the day you're giving birth. Are you acting like you were just walking down the road? It didn't bother you. He said, no, dig deep. Mm-hmm. That's the emotions that you had. Put it on paper. I was mm-hmm. like, I ain't doing that. I said, I wrote it. What more do you want? Mm-hmm. So he said, you need to dig deep and bring it out of you. Mm-hmm. And so I revisit and nothing was coming. Nothing was coming. I was like, I don't know what he's talking about. I can't do it. Mm-hmm. I don't know how far you got in my book, but there was a little girl in my book, Heaven. Mm-hmm. When I got to Heaven... I broke down. Mm-hmm. I mean, all the emotions came back to life because I love that little girl as if she's my flesh and blood. Heaven was heaven on earth. She oh, heaven my earth. gosh. Yeah. When I read the story, I said to myself, Rita, you have to write this the way he wants because you wouldn't want anybody to do what heaven what was done to you. And with that in mind, I revisit the whole book and all the emotions keep coming up. I mean, look. Let me tell you how bad it got. <laughs> the emotions came to life, and it was anger. When I got on the road to go to work, I was blowing my horn. Everybody need to get out of my way because I'm driving like a bat out of hell. I was so angry. The emotions were coming to life, and I was just so upset. How did he let me revisit this? Why couldn't he be on the road so I could hit his car? I need to hit him. They, mm-hmm. they were coming out of me. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that all of that was bottled inside of me. And as it came out of me, I cried. I mean, I cried. I was crying every day. I was so angry. My boys could tell you. Mm-hmm. I was just so angry. But then as I kept writing and I revisited, excuse me, the crying stopped. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And when the crying stopped, the healing started. Mm-hmm. And so, and I said that to tell you is that that is what the part I want people to remember about my book. Mm -hmm. One, God can use you no matter who you are, no matter how angry, no matter how shameful, no matter how hurt, no matter what is it that's going inside of you, even when you think you're not good enough. And anything that man take away from you, God could give it back. I told you, I was working for government as an auditor. Mm -hmm. I lost my job, but I still work for government as an auditor today. Mm. How profound is that? I Mm. mean, where have you ever heard of anything like that? Because the job was meant to sustain me while I do what he wants me to do. Mm -hmm. And Mm. so, when I finished wrote the book and the healing came about he wasn't done yet mm-hmm. book two was written right after this was published because he was just speaking to me and he mm-hmm. was like okay mm-hmm. we're not done with the healing yet we have other things that you didn't put in this book that need to come out so the healing could continue mm-hmm. and some of the things that God had me look at I had to write about it. That's where my inspiration comes from writing. That's where I'm going with this. That's where it comes from writing because this, the work that he wants me to do, I had to live it. Mm-hmm. I had to experience that so I could speak <laughs> about it. When you ask me about the depression and mm-hmm. you're saying I need to go out there, 
experiences say is the best teacher. It is. Yes. I've gone through some things in my life, mm-hmm. and it. When I tell some people, they look at me and they're like, "No, not you." I said, "Yes, me. Yes, me." I went to the homeless center where I stayed at, and I spoke to the people that were there, and I said, "I was right here." I didn't even think anybody believed me that I used to stay at that homeless center. Mm. I said, yes, I was here. I was one of you sitting here listening to somebody else speak. And they were like, no, not yes, I wasn't born with a silver spoon in my mouth, no. Mm-hmm. But once I got to the point where I said, I'm going to be obedient to what God wants me for life, I felt a peace within my soul I never felt in my life. Mm. Never felt in my life. I enjoy writing. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing about writing. I never thought about being a writer. No, <laughs> never. Mm-hmm. All through my years in college, I hear everything the professors could say. Oh, I can't even tell what your story is about. You over here, you over here, you all over there. Mm-hmm. And they were saying, you got to stick to the topic. And they were like, oh, your grammatical levels. There were so many things that they were saying. And for me to write a book, I tell people, that is not me. That is God. <laughs> He inspired me to write the book because he wants to use me for a greater purpose that's bigger than me. Mm-hmm. And so I just have to let it go and let him. Mm-hmm. That's what I have to do. But trust me, I wrote the, here's another part that is so funny. I wrote the book and then I don't want to tell anybody I wrote a book. Wow. <laughs> so I was hoping you up all the way. I was so ashamed of what I put in there. You mm-hmm. know, people knowing I was in a homeless center, people knowing that I was hungry, they have a car or anything. My husband left me. Mm-hmm. I didn't want anybody to know about the book. And this lady said to me, you know how many people are going to know you write a book? It's on Amazon. Are you still trying to cover it up even with your yeah. co-workers? <laughs> so you see, I was still trying to be disobedient, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? So I just had to just let it go. I just mm-hmm. had to just let it go. He said, you know what? It is what it is. Let people know about the book. If it can help others, okay. so be it. And I just say, you know, I'm not even going to fight anymore. So mm-hmm. I really got to the point where I was tired, and I just said, you know what? Okay, I lost the, the boxing match, and God won. Definitely. <laughs> so that's when inspired me to write my book, and that's why there's a book there. Hmm. Beautiful. Amen. Beautiful. Um, a lot of power and uh, strength in overcoming yes. in that. <laughs> um, you know, they say, uh, I, I always hear the saying that pride is the father of man. Um, and sometimes we can have a lot of pride in, into ourselves, false pride, um, that will hinder us um, from moving on. Um mm-hmm. You know, and again, there goes that ego thing or something that we feel like we should be out there doing, but it's not God's purpose for us. And if he wants to sit us down, he's going to sit us down, and we yeah. have to listen in order to overcome. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to welcome Adrian to the show. What's hey, going Adrian. on, co-host? Hey, how are you, sir? I don't even so, know where to sit at, bro. So I kind you of might have to get a chair from, uh, from, 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 like, yeah, from uh, one of those other rooms. Ask one of those. Um, co-host Adrian is joining the show, y'all. Just hard days of uh, work for him earning his money um but Takumba, i want to go ahead and um get into into your book um arsa joseph um and uh kind of what led you um to you know discuss joseph uh, so you know go ahead and talk about it and then i'll ask you the follow-up question sure so you know it, it's ironic the synergy in the room right mm-hmm. i think Brother Shep, what you hit, what you said last speaks to me and speaks to the reason uh, that I wrote the book, the inspiration behind the book. Mm-hmm. And as I was listening to Minister Charles and Dr. Taylor, mm-hmm. 
it, it occurred to me that what the Lord was doing, and, and this is what we struggle with as writers, right? Mm-hmm. Not just as visionaries and so on, but as writers, mm-hmm. right? Is that, uh, is the Lord, do you, uh, must you submit the first draft, right? So all of us as writers struggle with additional drafts, mm-hmm. right? Yep. And what I hear you talking about with the ego is, are you able, that, let, let's use the, the, the ego really is, is, is basically our psyche, mm-hmm. but, we, but we, what we really mean in the popular sense mm-hmm. is the negative, mm-hmm. the narcissistic tendencies that mm-hmm. we have. Exactly. And I think what I hear you saying is, are you able to submit your tendencies exactly. to God exactly. for additional revisions, exactly. right, for additional drafts, mm-hmm. which is exactly what's going on with Joseph. Right, because at 17, Joseph has a dream, and I would submit to you that there was a time in which you had a dream, mm-hmm. and the time that, that Minister Hawes had a dream, the time that Dr. Taylor had a dream, or Barack Obama dreams of my father, Dr. King, I had a dream. But I think what happens is, is that when we have a dream, oftentimes we are at the center of the dream in terms of the first draft. And I think what happens in subsequent drafts mm-hmm. is that the Lord takes us out of the center and moves us to the margins. That as long as we are the center of the dreams, God's purposes cannot be worked through our lives. So what happens is at 17, Joseph says, it's very interesting language in Genesis 37. See the dream I had had. Mm. Critical word is I. The narcissism. You, you talked about pride being the fall of man. Mm-hmm. But if you really look at it in terms of his dream, that never again do we have in the Bible, the, for the rest of Genesis, wow. any other dream that Joseph had. I think one of the lessons is the next time there's a dreamer, it's not him. They are the butcher and the baker in prison after he goes to the pit at the Potiphar's house and now he's in the prison. Somebody else has a dream and because of his being disciplined and chastised, his being gracefully broken, him going through his several Job moments, he has to now say, does God not have the power to determine dreams? It's no longer about his eye. Mm-hmm. It's about God. Mm-hmm. And then... They forget him, which means that even after you see God, you got to go through other drafts, other revisions, other seasons of chastening, mm-hmm. right? So now he's forgotten. This person that's supposed to remember him forgets him. And going through this kind of thing, people will forget you. What's the point? Just because you have a great idea, you have a great project, you have a great podcast, you have a great book, does not mean the world is going to stand by and clap for you. Mm-hmm. That's part of God's chastening, that sometimes you will have something that's good, and nobody is going to open their door, and you're going to have to stay there with God in the prison until the until God says it's time to promote you, it's time to release your book, it's time for you to start your podcast, it's time for you to get back, it's time for you to go to another level. Because again, you have to go through the authentication process. Yeah. But when God decides to give Pharaoh a dream that nobody around him, with all of their qualifications, can decipher and interpret, now God is saying, "Now I don't got you out of the." way, mm-hmm. now you come, clean up Joseph, because when he interprets the dream, the next question by Pharaoh is, search for somebody who can now bring the dream into reality. 
There's no other person but Joseph. So the point I'm trying to make is, you see what the journey is. First, it's his dream. Gotcha. Later on, he realizes it's never his dream, mm -hmm. right? It's God's dream. Mm -hmm. How many times do we have dreams as children? And everybody around us is clapping, right? Mm -hmm. And sometimes your mom may say, go on, be that quarterback, go on, be that cheerleader. But it's really not about you having a dream. What, what, I, what I heard the preacher say is, don't follow your dream. Follow Jesus, mm -hmm. and your dream will follow you mm -hmm. after it's gone through the processing of God. And I think that's sort of what we're about, those subsequent drafts. Mm -hmm. So now the 10th draft can be ready for public use. Otherwise, what can happen, and I'll, I'll end by this, you can become the prodigal son and get something that is for you too early. And my brother, you can take it, the money, the power. And that's what happens in politics. That's what happens in church. That people take something that may be for them, but they may not be mature enough to handle that level of power and influence. And now what do they do? They abuse everybody around them. Mm -hmm. And so that's what I think the authentication process is about and the chastening process. So now you really understand that these books are about the kingdom, about God putting the book or the publication or the ministry or the business where God wants to put it. And it's a painful process. And the final thing I'll say is it's easier said than done, mm -hmm. right? Because I can guarantee you as soon, and I'll just be autobiographical for a moment as we turn it over to my brother. Mm -hmm. I guarantee you as soon as I leave this door, I guarantee you that I will have two knocks on my door of my mind. One door is going to be from Satan and going to say, you were really great. You've made it now. You were sitting with Shep and with Minister Charles and with Dr. Taylor. And that knock is going to tell me, now relax because you've arrived. But I guarantee you, I have to say no or turn that volume down. And then I have to turn up the volume to say, yeah, you were on Chef's show, but I'm going to meet you right now at 2 o'clock in the morning in your study, and you're going to get on your knees. Because there's somebody I need you to pray for. I need you to do some fasting. I need you to humble yourself before this other spirit comes and destroys your destiny. And many preachers don't want to make that confession. Many people who are successful don't want to make that confession. That, that, that we have to go back to the valley. We have to go back to the cross. So that what, whatever the devil is setting us up for does not happen. And the only person that can break that from me is the Holy Spirit. So I submit that. I need, and I need y'all to pray, that when we leave, we go and meet God at the backside of the desert. Where God says, there's still some stuff I need to remove from you. Before you destroy, before pride gets a hold of you. Because he's going to come. See, the devil's going to come. It's not a question of, if he came to Jesus, he's coming to me. Mm -hmm. He's coming to you. Mm -hmm. But we have to talk about that and say, now, now maybe when we leave here, maybe we need to go into prayer mm -hmm. and cover ourselves. Otherwise, we just go out there. And what we hear so much is people who have risen and have fallen. Why? Because of pride. Mm -hmm. And pr pride does not announce itself loudly. It's quiet. Mm -hmm. It comes to you. It makes you just start becoming autobiographical. So I just want to submit that. First thing is, um, you know, what I, what, I, what, I, what I took from that was when you said that here might hear the dream that I had. Absolutely. And if he didn't submit himself in order to see what God had for him, he wouldn't have been able to interpret that dream. Amen. And God had something Ooh, bigger. You talking about you preaching now, Doc? Can I preach this on Sunday as we go into Thanksgiving? <laughs> because he was full of himself. He did, and God yes. had a bigger plan that affected so many other people. 
with that dream that he wanted him to be able to do. So two things in one, and that's very, um, very powerful um, and profound. Adrian, what's going on? Hey, Adrian. <laughs> Hello, what's going on? Not much, man. Uh, thank you, you know, joining the show, man. Um, joining the show. How was work, bro? How work's good today. You know, okay. I'm tiresome, you know. All right. It's good though, man. It was good. It's weird sitting on this side of the table. <laughs> I'm normally where you sit at. So. Uh, yeah. No, no, listen. I can lower myself. No, 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 no. This is just, just, I just ain't never said, I ain't never been on this perspective of it before. This is nice. Yeah. Yeah, it's nice. It's good to see it be on the other side of the table. But so, I'm good. So um, this is uh, Dr. Taylor. Hello. Um, Minister Charles is on the uh, phone. Okay. Hello. And then uh, this is Pastor... Uh, Takuma, how you doing? Yes, you, sir. Yeah. So, um, first off, before we uh, jump into the next question, I want to know if there's anything that you had um, that you wanted to maybe discuss with them or questions that you had that you maybe wanted to ask. I guess I got a question. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I might, you know, and, and I'm and I'm serious and I say this, and I don't want I want y'all to take this weird or nothing like that. How do y'all, because Paris and I, Paris is probably my most spiritual friend that I have. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So we, and we talk about this stuff. So how do y'all get y'all passion for God? Like, like legit, where does it come from? Because I believe, don't get me wrong, and I believe Jesus died for me, came from my sins. But like I hear you, like I walk in, I hear you speak. And I'm like, wow, she really, she feeling, and I feel what you're saying. And I hear you speak, and I hear Paris speak, but that passion ain't there for me. Comes differently for different people. Yeah. I get in my car and I turn on my gospel music, and I am totally in this zone. Mm-hmm. Even when I was writing, I put my earbuds in and I listen to gospel music, mm-hmm. and that's mostly when God speaks to me because I block everything out. Mm-hmm. And it becomes a moment between him and I. Right. And it's just in that moment where he's telling me what to write. Mm-hmm. And I hear him clearly. But if I don't have that quiet time, it's the noise overpowers <laughs> it. And the noise could be the children. It could be my phone ringing all the time. Mm-hmm. It could be the devil playing on my mind. That noise could come in any form. Mm-hmm. But my time with him comes where... I get into my music and I just listen to him quietly and it's mm-hmm. me and him. And then when work, my life becomes overwhelming and I'm getting really tired mm-hmm. mentally, I know that I'm not spending enough time with him. So I need to get back into that quiet place. Gotcha. Because then it's so easy for the devil to keep it. But you have mm-hmm. to find what works for you. That's for me. Some people, it, it's different. They could be reading the word. They could be praying. But for me, mm-hmm. it's the music. The music. music does it for me, yeah. Yeah, and I mean, like, I guess maybe I could try that, too, because, like, but, like, I didn't try different things. Like, even, like, sometimes I, I hear people say, like, when they kind of go, like, even when they have, like, hard times and stuff like that, they kind of come back closer home. Like, I, I felt like I had hard times, you know what I'm saying? But it's just hard for me to, like, zone in all the way. You know what I mean? It's hard it's for me to get there. I'm just like that. Right. No, it's going to be, it, it's, it's a... A repeated process. You have to keep repeating the process because I remember when I gave my life to God, I woke up and I was like, oh, man, 
damn, I didn't change. Nothing changed. <laughs> I'm like, I'm waiting for something to happen, something so profound, and you see a big difference. Nothing changed. But you have to keep going back, keep going back, because God wants to see if we're faithful to him or we're just putting on a sugar. Some people, they will, like I have a friend of mine who, you know, sick and one sick you know is listening to the music and praying right. but then as soon as it got better go right back <laughs> right, it, right. it's a repeated process that you have to keep doing it over and over and all of us has to go through that even pastor will tell you I'm sure that he has to go through that mm-hmm. the minute you take your eyes off God your, it, it, your life is different. It, it changes. You mm-hmm. suddenly start to feel really tired, mm-hmm. and you're getting really irritated with everything mm-hmm. because you take your eyes off God. Like, for me, when, when my fibromyalgia acts up, mm-hmm. and I'm praying to God, and I'm like, by your stripes, I am healed, mm-hmm. and then I feel okay. Though the pain is still there, I feel okay, like I could carry it, I could go through it. But I know the moment that I'm not putting it on him, uh-huh. it, it, it's just totally different. The pain is more intense. Uh-huh. It's about keep repeating the same process, keep going to him, going to him, because you never get to a point in life where you don't need him. Yeah, and so, like, like I go back to the point where you said, like, like you said you had your friend, like, she'd be sick. Right. And then she come home, you know what I'm saying? And then she back better than she kind of, you right. know, exactly. kind of weird, be off. So I think that's some of where I be at with it. Like, I don't think I'm doing, I don't think I'm doing nothing wrong, you know what I'm saying? Like, nothing, you know, egregious. Like, I'm just intentionally doing wrong stuff. But I be feeling like, I don't, I, I be feeling like I, it's, it's no point in me faking it. You know what I mean? Like, if it's not, like, I, I know if I'm not, I don't want to. I don't want to be like sick, or if I'm broke, or if I'm, I'm hurt, or I'm down right now. I don't want to be like, oh yeah, I'm about to try to come back now, knowing that it's not in my heart to do that. But I feel like I'm just asking just to get me through something. Like, I guess I feel like when I want to come in, I need to make sure I'm all the way right and ready to come. So, are you saying that you feel like you need to, <clears throat> uh, it, like it's better for you to come to you when you're on top, or? Or you think it's more um, authentic if you come to him when you're, you know, you got when things are controlling your life rather than you just coming to him when things are not in control of your life? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, that's some of it. I mean, but right now I feel like I'm in a spot where I'm in control of my life. So, like, right now I'm in, I'm in, I feel like I'm in a good spot. Like, if I came to him right now, it wouldn't, I wouldn't feel as if I was coming just because my yeah, car broke you're down. you're in control. Yeah, but, I ain't, I know I'm not. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. I know. I and, that, and that's why I say I, I know I believe because I know if he wants this gone from me right now, it'll be it'll be gone. So I'm not that I'm not that arrogant of thinking that you know what I mean that is there. But my like I said, my 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 main thing is more is less the passion. You know what I mean? Like when I just see people have that passion for it, it's just weird because it's just not. I just don't see it, and I just don't, I just don't see it, or I don't feel it almost, and and, and it's just kind of weird. So, and I just, I was just kind of, just wonder how y'all channeling it, you know what I mean, more or less. Like you said, yours is with the music, you yeah. can kind of get locked in. So I was just wanting the ways to where I need to. I guess I don't feel like I'm forcing it in, you know what I mean. So I, I guess that's that's just my question about it, you know what I mean. Minister Charles, did you? Did, did, did you want to explore, help us explore that passion? Because you have a lot of it. I think he took his phone. Oh. Yeah, he took his phone. Okay. okay. So, allow me, allow me a sort of a biblical take on it. 
Mm -hmm. um, it could be. This is a hypothesis. I'm not saying that I've heard from God on this. Mm -hmm. I'm just going by experience and study and mm -hmm. when I've heard these kinds of questions emerge. Yeah. So, a lot of times, God waits to see when someone is ready before God opens up certain doors. Mm -hmm. You've heard the Chinese proverb that says, when the student is ready, the teacher will emerge. Right. Okay. So, w one of the things that happens to us is that in our finite, fickle, fallen state, mm -hmm. so these are some of the presuppositions I bring to life based on my Christian training. Mm -hmm. What happens is that there is nothing in the syllabus of the satanic that wants us to be passionate about God. Mm -hmm. So first of all, we have to recognize that that's part of just being human. Mm -hmm. Because what happens is to be human is to be passionate about the things of God and not of God. Just like somebody can be passionate about what you offer them and not get to know you. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So the point I'm trying to make is, is that that's a non-judgmental, non-prescriptive state. I'm just describing the state of human beings. Mm -hmm. Now, what, you, what, 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 what tends to happen is you almost have to visit the part of you that is not satisfied. And what God will do is that he will wait to see Moses... He will make to, wait to see if you see a burning bush and you can turn aside from your routine and ritual everydayness, mm -hmm. right? See, so what God does is he doesn't necessarily pull people from the pit to the palace or from the sea to the chalet. What he does is he may get you out of the sea, but then he waits to see, do you want to go back or are you going to have a moment to hear from him? If you watch the Moses scenario in the Bible, mm -hmm. he was doing what he was, had been doing. It wasn't that things were bad with him. Mm -hmm. so, so one of the things that we, we got to be careful of as writers or as writers on these kinds of topics is, mm -hmm. is to, <clears throat> I want to disabuse people from the fact that everything has to be going bad in order for God to, to release you. Sometimes... The deception is things can be going well, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Because you're now comfortable. Mm -hmm. So what God will do is he will say, can you now register a degree of discomfort with your comfortability in order for him to emerge and show you great and wondrous things that you do not know? Mm -hmm. It could be that this may be a moment in which you may have to turn aside from some things that you're used to just to be in silence and give God some time. Because regardless of things going well, there are still some things that may not be whole. It could be with a child. It could be with your girlfriend or wife. It could be unresolved issues with your father. It could be money issues. It could be you want to pursue a business or a career or education. Whatever it is, God will say, I need you to turn aside and God will give you a burning bush. What is a burning bush? A burning bush is something that is usual in your life, but is expressing something unusual. Mm -hmm. You know I mean? So when you pay attention, God will say, now I'm going to begin to take you through a, some exercises to show you, yes, you are someplace now, but where I'm trying to take you is so much greater than when you are. The point I'm trying to make is, another way to put it is, like Gideon, put out your fleece and let God show you some things in your ordinary fleece that only God can do. Because here's what happens, right? 
with, with what the feeling of satiety right now or satisfaction or contentment right now. What the, what the devil will do is make you think it's going to last. Mm -hmm. And you don't want to wake up one day and think, oh, wow, I thought it was going to last and it didn't last. Why? Because along the way you didn't fill up your tank. Mm -hmm. So I hope I'm making sense, right? Mm -hmm. And so the point I'm trying to make is, that the passion does not just readily come to anybody. Sometimes mm -hmm. you have to prime the pump mm -hmm. of your passion. Mm -hmm. You have to spend some time negating some things and say, Lord, now I'm going to give you this. Now show up in my life. So sometimes you got to do some work in order for the passion to come. Gotcha. Yeah, that's all I want to say. Mm -hmm. I hope that's helpful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> I, from, from my experience, uh, what I can say is that um, I, 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 a little background story. I grew up um, going to church, um, like you know, like many young kids, and and then I start having Bible studies. So specifically about things that was going on in the Bible at, at about the age of fourteen, mm -hmm. um, and I started. I think that goes to again environment okay. because um, of where of what I was brought up in growing up, right. And then me being able to, at 14, be able to, you know, go to Bible studies every Sunday and Saturday to learn. That's an environmental thing because a lot of yeah, people don't have that. Mm -hmm. So, again, that's something that maybe not, maybe it did come from God. Maybe it came from, um, you know, the people that was around me. But someone wanted me to be in that vicinity, and I was there. <laughs> so, at 14. So, then after that, what, what happened is... Um, I, I start growing up in the world, okay? I, I grow up, I become 18, I move out, get on my own, then I wither away, right? Mm -hmm. I start, I start, uh, you know, doing, you know, you know, worldly things, um, you know, being a young kid growing up and, 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 do it, and doing those things. And the more that I started doing those things, the less I start thinking and thinking about God. That wasn't on my mind. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because that, I, that's, that's where I was at. But... There came a time where something happened. Wow. That burning bush that said, nah, this is wrong. You need to change. Wow. Mm -hmm. You know? And and I felt that when I moved back, when I was coming back to Dayton. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. Actually, what happened was I got fired. I'm going to be honest. Okay. I got fired from Foot Locker. Right? Because of the things that, the mischievous things I was doing there, um, you know, and I lost my job. Uh, but it just wasn't that. It was other things that I was doing as well. But, see, I had a chance to become a district manager in training. Okay. okay. And this is something that I was just naturally great at. And it was a passion of mine, but that got taken from me. Being a salesman, being an All entrepreneur. Of that. Uh -huh. So it got taken from me, though. Uh -huh. And and I think when that when I lost that and it got taken from me like that, um, it was a time for me to sit down. And yeah. time, I, I didn't have any. I didn't have anything, anything else to do really. So I ended. I ended up getting the opportunity to become a business manager at U.S. Bank, and I had to move back to Dayton. Right? Okay. Didn't want to move back, but I had to. Okay. Right? Because that's what it, that's what accepted me. But when I came back, I said that I'm, I don't want to be the same person that I was that I was when I was in Columbus. I need to make a change for the better. <laughs> so I ended up being, you know, getting married and those type of things. But that's what got me back to giving my life to Christ and trying to be uh, a better person and my thirst and hunger and all of those things came back. And it's not necessarily something that it just, um, you know, like some magic trick or something like that. I purposely try to make sure that I am submissive to him daily. 
Amen. That's an yeah. act that Amen. I choose to go and do. And he may have put that in my heart, but it's something that I physically really, really try to do. And that's what I think that he was saying was that it's something that you have to really put effort in as well. Mm-hmm. It's not something that just that uh, that just just comes. You know what I mean? And you, you have to again see that burning bush and then realize what it is saying to you. And then when you get that, there's your opportunity. You may have more than more than one opportunities. I know I've had plenty, um, but mm-hmm. you know it's uh, it's definitely that that's what happened with me. So no, I can see it, and I can see myself having them opportunities. But I guess I just got to be more vigilant, and not even be more vigilant, but just be more open to them when they come to me more than more than anything else. So. Um, you know, but, but I already know God is going to use you mightily. I can already God tell you. Your heart, don't worry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Minister uh, Charles, we were, um, um, I know that I had to charge my phone a little bit. My phone is always dead. Yeah, it's time to upgrade, man. <laughs> yeah, I got an 8 plus still. Yeah, it's time. I'm going to come to you, Miss Charles, and ask you a question. I just wanted to say something real quick. How I treat my cell phones is like... Um, you know, you got some you got some people when you get up in age, I was one of those ones that like to buy clothes all the time, right? And you got some people you, you get older and then it's like, nah, I just need one pair of jeans, I need one pair of white shoes, one pair of black shoes, that's how I am with the iPhone. As long as this A plus works, I'm good. I don't need I don't need them thirteens and all that. Um okay. Normally I would give you this, but this phone dies rapidly. This is, but I don't charge it at night either. Though. Don't break it. Yeah. No, it, but it's not working because it's not it's properly. Not he's on five percent. He yeah. is two words away from that thing dying. He needs to get it. <laughs> he, needs, he needs to upgrade. At least upgrade the back. You didn't even go to four. You went straight to three. Let me stop talking before the phone go dead. Minister we were discussing. Uh, Adrian, Adrian um, had a question, and he was. Uh, Oh yeah, we can uh, we can put it on yours as well. Okay. Um, he had a question, and the question uh, was, where does the passion uh, from God, um, you know, that thirst come from? Um, and uh, we kind of wanted to hear your words on that. What What do you think? Let me know when you're ready. Hello. Let me see. Oh, there she is. Yeah, but I should be able to hear it through here. Hi, Minister Charles. There she is. Okay, you guys were, I couldn't hear a lot of things that were happening. I couldn't really hear. I heard a lot of um, sounds, but I couldn't hear, make out what you were saying. Okay, but so let me just make sure I understand what you're asking. Mm-hmm. Um, when do I get the passion that I have for Christ? Yes. Yes. Uh, how do I build up? Okay. Um... <clears throat> I surround myself with like-minded people. Mm. Keep my circle small. Um, now, <laughs> that is, that's not to say I, I don't try to reach out to a lot of people, but the people who are my cabinet, if you will, I keep that very small. And I do, we, we encourage each other. Um, I, one of the things that I uh, participate in is a prayer service that we. Miss Charles, we're calling you um, from Dr. Taylor's phone. 
Ms. Charles, we're calling you from Dr. Taylor's phone. I apologize. Could you answer that, please? I'm get, I'm giving I'm get, I'm calling you again. Okay. <laughs> yes, all right. The iPhone 13 battery like crazy. Just throwing it out there, to you shot. Just throwing it out there. Tell us you'd have to hang up from you. You would have probably have to hang up from me and then call back in and then I'll be able to. You could call Doctor. You can call uh, Dr. Ta uh, Taylor's phone. All right, no problem. So yeah, you said that you said the iPhone. You said it has a great battery life. Great battery life. It, but that's not that. I just don't charge my phone at night. Uh, okay. So that's kind of that's that's on my, that's on my fault. But yeah. it ain't got nothing to do with that though. Just take the keep the same phone. Just go get the battery. My, my thing is though. What? Okay. So hear me out. How better can the camera be? What's so different about the phone? There she is. I mean, I get that, but it's a different conversation for another day. But okay. you, you need a new battery, though. For <laughs> sure. Doc? Okay, I'm here. All okay. right. Sorry about that. Sorry about that. Um, so you, um, we, I kind of left off, and you were, um, you were doing your soliloquy. So uh, could you go ahead and pick up for us, please? Thank you. Yeah, but I don't know up to what point you heard me. <laughs> so. Um, just we can just start from scratch because there was a lot going on at that point, so we can just start from the beginning. Okay. Um, what I was saying is that my passion for Christ is uh is fanned into flame because of the people that I keep. You know, I surround myself with like-minded people. And I also keep my circle small, my inner circle. Mm -hmm. Now, that is not to say that I don't have a lot of acquaintances and friends and that I don't do a lot of kingdom building. But in order to um, revive my spirit and keep myself uh, fired up in the spirit, I, I, um, I surround myself with like-minded spirits. And so uh, one of the things that I do is that I, we have a... Um, a prayer service, a prayer group mm -hmm. that we meet and, and pray regularly. And we just encourage each other. We bring up any concerns that we have. I, I do that with some of the uh, members of my church, as well as my family. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm sure you've heard the, um, the expression, what Satan means for um, evil, God will turn it for good. And so, Eureka. Uh, and um, Pastor Adelkan, know that I just lost a family member. Actually, we've lost several, but um, the latest one hit really hard. Uh, my nephew, and I'll be traveling to Florida on Friday to attend his funeral. Mm -hmm. But uh, what nephew, happened? My sister. Thank you, thank you. So what happened there was that uh, he was in the hospital for a while. He lingered on. He fought the battle, we, and. Uh, we prayed and we were hoping that God would, would um, you know, spare his life and that he would be able to be with us longer. But it was his turn to go. And so he eventually succumbed. But what, you know, the enemy thought that we were going to give up and we were going to uh, despair. We were going to, you know, just, you know, throw in the towel. But what happened out of that was that our family drew so close, uh, ever, ever closer 
we actually had a 40-day prayer vigil out of that um, every night. And, and members of my family who were always afraid to pray in front of others, somehow they developed the, the courage and the strength to pray. And uh, we have formed a tight bond now that uh, we have said that uh, uh, since, the, you know, even after the 40-day uh, vigil was over, we made a commitment. Well, now, the sisters used to always meet every week. I have a, a, I'm from a large family. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <They> are, <laughs> my, I think my mother and father had 10 children together, mm -hmm. eight girls and two boys. So wow. we have a sister circle that we, we meet together every week. And so we decided to bring the, the guys in. <laughs> and so the, the guys decided that after the sisters' prayer on every Thursday night, that we just lead right into the general prayer for the family. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, things like that help us to keep our passion strong. Mm -hmm. When we, we, we stay close, we bear each other's burdens, we pray for each other, we pray for others. Mm -hmm. You know, these are the things that help us to keep our passion for Christ alive. Well, well. They, um, they say birds of a feather flock together. So uh, <laughs> what 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 I can say is is that that one thing that I that I did also um, was I wanted to develop a under a deeper understanding as well. Mm -hmm. um, my my passion always came not necessarily from just going to church, but actual Bible study. Absolutely, I wanted yeah. to yeah. learn and understand yeah. what was going on in Scripture from Genesis yeah. to Revelation. A powerful curiosity. Yeah. So um, with that. I prayed, and, and this is something that you mentioned, um, uh, Minister Charles, that I prayed to surround me for God to eliminate people mm -hmm. that distract me from him <laughs> and bring people in my life that can yeah. bring me closer to him and have me ha help me develop a deeper understanding. Amen. Um, yeah. And then I also understood that, you know, as, as as I start to go on my journey, and again, I've, I've, I've failed many times still. Uh, but as I as I go, I say, hey, I learned that you know, sacrifice um, is key. You know, you have to again. I always get back to this. Yeah, some things just have to go. You have to be able, and but you have to be able to realize that um, and to give those things away for a greater purpose. Um, so. Um, you know, those are those are definitely big things um, that you know. As far as my personal experience of what I of what I've done or what I continue to do. So, yes. Yeah.